This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's bound down. Let's do it, snowman. You mean the bandit. I'm the bandit. You're a snowman. Well, how come you always get to be the bandit? Because I got a mustache. You got to have a mustache to be the bandit. My mother could be the bandit. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. Um, This is you as an all-American and a big opportunity for you in Hollywood. You must have had to beat off a lot of American men to get this part. <laughs> Why does that make you giggle? Did you not have to beat them off? I have three towels. I have one towel for my hair, then a bath towel for my body, and then a washcloth for the hoo-ha. And it smells so good. Really? That's interesting. And now. Well, I love women, but they're extremely primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. He's kind of dope. Our feature presentation. <laughs> What's up, party people? Welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time for a Wednesday, the 13th of March. Sup. Sup. Hi. I was thinking about uh, Kev Dog, R.I.P. Kev Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, he's a guy who, uh, you, at least I don't ever hear from when he's on vacation. He, mm-hmm. ver- he very much is about the separate. And I, I totally get this. You need to unwind. That's the purpose of a vacation is to recharge. He shouldn't be in touch with work. But I wonder so much what his life is like in Spain for a week. Because, uh, you know, when Kevin is uh, un- unharnessed... Right. He just goes wild. Yeah, Kevin on the loose is something to behold, I for just, sure. Yeah. I imagine him just running through the streets nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he slept yet, right? That I wouldn't mean, surprise me at all. That's the vibe he gives off for vacation. Yeah. yeah. He's going He's going big. He's doing some soccer. He's doing probably some cocktailing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll, he'll get a meal every now and then. He did send me a picture, just one picture with mm-hmm. no real words, and it was of the NBA cafe. And it's in Spain, just which okay. seemed, he just wrote, no thanks. Oh. <laughs> and I wrote underneath, this is a specific restaurant for the Gasol brothers, meaning like because they're yeah, Sp- sure Spanish. Is, and and right. then uh, I don't think he got it. He just said, uh, yeah. hope all's well. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a text. He asked how my hip was. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, good. And then I looked at the time. I'm like, what time is it there? Are you in Spain right now? And he goes, yeah, but uh, meals don't really start till 10 and then clubs don't kick off till 2. I'm like, oh, wow. no. Hi. Living life. Yeah, having a yeah. good time. He may stay. That sounds like his kind of schedule, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. And what's funny is that he will cram a year's worth of living into that one week mm-hmm. and, and then he'll get back and it'll be a mystery forever because we'll say, so tell us about it. He'll be like, that eh, was fun. Yeah. Saw some soccer. Yeah. Never, never any details. Mm-mm. Right. You know, which which means until the dateline. Yes, that's what all right. We're all thinking the same thing. Yeah. Never, never any details. Details until the arrest, yeah. and then all of a sudden the details start coming out. Yeah. He's the real man of mystery. 
Yeah, no Screw kidding. Dodo. 2019 yeah. Amanda Knox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, anyway, we're, we hope uh, he'll never hear this, of course. Uh, we hope he's having a great vacation and he'll be back on Monday. Um, do you guys have one overriding, horrifying fear in your life? Like my wife has a tremendous fear of open water. She just is terrified. She can't watch any of those movies where people kind of get stuck, you know, after a boat sinks or something like that. She's terrified of drowning in open water. That's her thing. Do you guys have a thing like that 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 scares you more than anything else? Um, Some people have their fear of being buried alive. That's their thing. Well, Asterisk, my wife, Asterisk, uh, she, like, is very, very afraid of spiders. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, Has she's she like, not heard the sage advice I've been handing out for 30 years on this show about how spiders are your friends? You pick up gently and put them outside? She doesn't. Well, she wouldn't even listen to that. That's how fearful she is of them. What has a spider ever done to her? Yeah, I don't know. And Did her she mom almost has, lose she, an arm to a black widow it's handed as a teenager? Down. It's handed down. Her mother feels the same way. Yeah. But she, I mean, it is real. It is the struggle's real. I, I watch her freak out. I don't have anything like that other than just. Normal crippling Jewish anxiety. Yeah. Please don't raise your kid with that fear. Of no, spiders, no, no. I will. I got a spider pet and just have him see it. Yeah. 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 How about you, Allie? Probably just like pleated pants. <laughs> I just it, terrifying, right? Yeah, I mean, we can bad. all we can all agree on that. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go that dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bring it up. Well, mine is, and I don't know if I've brought it up, Allie, since you've been on the program the last four years. Mm-hmm. But mine is being in surgery. And, and the anesthesia up. not working. Mm. Being yeah. awake on the table yeah. while the surgery is proceeding. And I, I don't know the subject well enough to explain, but I guess they give you one shot that paralyzes you, basically. And then the other shot that makes you go to sleep. And then the other shot that keeps you asleep. Mm-hmm. And there's it's and the reason why you pay so much for an anesthesiologist and the reason why the doctor doesn't just do that is it's a very delicate balance of how to get all those things to work and happen at the exact same time. And almost every time in surgery, millions and millions of surgeries every year, there's no problem. You wake up out of surgery and you have no memory whatsoever of any of it. You all the last thing you remember is counting backwards from ten and getting to around eight, and then you're out. Yeah, but, but I, I do know one thing about them is that they're the most mal like they get the most malpractice insurance. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 technically they're like the team captain. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's a very very difficult job and a lot of specialized training. Mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't come across this article yesterday (laughs) from a woman named Donna Penner. She is 55 years old. She lives in Altona in Manitoba, Canada. And since this happened to her almost 10 years ago, she has made it her mission to go around and speak to doctors and speak to hospitals and speak to anyone who will listen about her experience because she went in for a small medical procedure. She had been having a lot of severe bleeding and pain during her period, and her family physician suggested they investigate it with a little exploratory surgery. It should have been very routine, but somehow the general anesthetic failed. So rather than lying there in peaceful oblivion, she woke up just before the surgeon made the first cut into her abdomen. No. Her body was still paralyzed by the anesthetic drug. She was unable to signal that anything was wrong. And every time you see a story like this, they tell of how they're trying to do anything they can to wiggle a finger or a toe or scream or just give the operating team any kind of notice that they're awake. Yeah. Imagine what that would be like to be trapped in your body and they're they're operating on you and you can't let them know you're feeling it. No! I don't... <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! 
She remained frozen and helpless on the operating table as the surgeon probed her body while she experienced indescribable agony. I thought, this is it. This is how I'm going to die right here on the table. My family will never know what my last few hours were like because no one is even noticing what is going on. It's like a Twilight Zone. Yes. Or is it like a warp Tour band? <laughs> we'll find out later. She had had general anesthetics many times before, well, several times before, without having uh, serious problems. She was nervous about the procedure, but when she woke up on the table, she could hear the nurses buzzing around the table, and she felt someone scrubbing at her abdomen. She assumed that the operation was over, and they were just, they were just cleaning up. And I was thinking, oh, boy, I was anxious for no reason. It was only once she heard the surgeon asking the nurse for a scalpel that the mm. truth suddenly dawned on her that the operation wasn't over. It had not even begun. Guys, I, uh, this is not the way to start the day. No. I'm just, it's, it's not the way to go through life knowing that this is a possibility every time you go in for a procedure. She even says when, you know, I mentioned all the ways she was trying to let them know she was uh, uh, alive and awake. She said, I even tried to cry just to get to notice them <laughs> tears rolling down my cheeks, thinking they'd see that and know that something was going on. But I couldn't make tears. It was like somebody was sitting on me and holding me down and there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. I don't, uh, I don't like it. No. And I wish it never happened, and okay. I wish I hadn't seen this article, and I wish you didn't have to hear it. But if it's my fear, it has to be your fear, too. You know, it doesn't. It does. Uh, you didn't need to read it to us. I no. need to spread the word. Somebody right now is driving with a loved one who's about to have surgery. Yeah, to a hospital. And, um... You just ruined everything. So congratulations, Bean. I'm going to just keep it a bean. <laughs> Donna's torment should have been finished after the surgeon ended his work, but as the neuromuscular blockers began to wear off, she started to move her tongue around the tube stuck down her throat. It was a way she thought of alerting to the staff that she was awake. Unfortunately, the staff misread her attempts at communication and began to withdraw the tube prematurely before the paralytic agent had faded enough for her lungs to be able to operate on their own. Is You're just, he still reading? He's yeah. just turning the yeah, knife. He really so here is. I was lying on the table and they took away my life support my oxygen i could not take a breath she was sure she would die i um i gotta go this is awful where are you you going i don't know (laughs) i'm I'm going home you guys you're home oh right and what can i do to escape that this exists uh not share it on the radio i have one thing that might get us all back in the mood please help how many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink eat too much and you'll get sick shrimps are pretty rich I do feel better. Actually, that yeah. that helps a lot. Man. You're welcome. I want to have a surgery now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a, how good it is. I'm asleep and awake and happy. <laughs> I'm going to decline the anesthesia. That's how good yeah. I feel about that song. Just play the song the whole surgery. Yeah, I'm going to have that on a loop in my earbuds next time I go in for sure. So if you didn't have enough to worry about today, I just wanted to add that to the list because, again, it's my greatest fear and now I hope it's yours, too. Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Mead show, shall we? Maybe if you're hanging out with guys all the time, it's just like beers and cigars and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> so, Well, maybe it is, Allie. So bad. Uh, Warp Tour or Twilight uh, Zone, yeah. our uh, our new game. Uh, yeah, we've done it once back. before. Yeah, once yeah before. we've done it once before. It's back for another round. Um, the Mitbot is in the news. I got to tell you, I spent a lot of time yesterday thinking about how Mitt Romney blows out his birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And I believe I'm on the senator side. I, know, I think I know. I know that there are people who think he's a freak because he lifted the candles off the cake and blew them out one at a time. Mm-hmm. I support it, and I'll explain why mm-hmm. coming up. I um, am going to shock you. I yes. support it 
for a different reason than yours, I believe. Really? Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. both Team Mitt. No, I'm just saying I support his candle blowing. Okay. Just not Team Mitt in general. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I can't wait for that. One of our favorites, the hilarious comedian and all-around nice guy Greg Fitzsimmons is going to be here on the program today. He's doing his annual St. Patrick's Day show at the Hollywood Improv. And tell us all about that. That's coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Jensen, how do you summarize in a couple of sentences what's going on in the NBA versus their fans today? We're going to be talking about that at 8. Well, basically, the NBA is having a bit of an issue with fans feeling entitled or correctly feeling as if they can yell at players Mm -hmm. because they've purchased a ticket and what heckling the definition of heckling is. So someone was yelling at uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook definitely responded in, Mm -hmm. uh, in a pretty angry way and it it brought up a lot of questions as to what you can and can't yell at players and the players i mean they got to be they got to expect a certain amount of ripping but they also are human beings that are out there doing their best and doing their job should they be screamed at at work i guess is the other side of the argument right yeah and there you know russell westbrook brought up that it involves race a lot and you know they have another video of him being called boy in utah that came out yesterday yeah and right he, so, had a, he had an issue a couple like i think a year ago where a, a, a kid a young kid not not no problem he was a young child but touched him during a game and these are all these are scary there's no boundaries in the nba right. so yeah, they, they have to figure it out because you're so close to the action yes in a way that you're not in say baseball mm-hmm. uh all of that coming up plus disneyland resort tickets for you ali you're handing out jane the virgin and crazy ex-girlfriend at the paley fest that sounds mm-hmm. like a super fun night for yeah. ladies. Uh, and also the uh, Jordan Peele Oscar uh, winner Jordan Peele is back with a new terrific horror movie that is getting raves by everyone who's seen it. It's called Us. We've got those tickets you can win too. And our first look at what's happening coming up next right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. First thing Wednesday morning on the world famous K-Rock it is the Kevin and Bean Show. Allie is here with what's happening. Do you bring us glad tidings? Do you have some good news? Um, It's good news if you were hoping to watch what happens in the courtroom with Jesse Smollett. Go on. Well, here's the thing. We all know the Jesse Smollett story. He's now free on bail um, or on bond after being indicted on 16 charges of lying to police. Guilty! Guilty, 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 guilty. Guilty. I mean, he's definitely guilty without being proven, right? Well, I have to keep saying, well, um, he allegedly paid two people to stage a racist and homophobic attack on January 29th. But his legal team has welcomed Cook County's decision to allow cameras into the courtroom at his next appearance tomorrow Hmm. on criminal charges. They said, you know, we have nothing to hide. We welcome cameras in the courtroom so the public and the media can see the actual evidence and what we believe is the lack of evidence against Mr. Smollett. And we look forward to complete transparency and the truth coming out. Yeah, I mean, yesterday I read that he's still saying he's innocent. Abs- 100%. Mm-hmm. And the key is these Nigerian kids, right? That are friends of his. Yeah, they're is, they're is grown what men. they know. They're full ass grown men. Oh, I thought yeah. they were like twenty or something. Okay, that's still not a kid. But still, well, I think me, they're older than that. To me, <laughs> okay. to me, it's a kid. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I mean, if their story holds up, and it sounds like the evidence that was found in their apartment supports their version of events, I don't know what. I don't know what Jesse Smellick can offer to counter that. I think that check is going to play a huge part in this because Mm -hmm. the police officer said 
in a press conference that they paid, that Jesse Smollett paid this money to do the attacks. And even the two brothers were like, no, that was actually for working out. We want to get them in shape for some video shoot. I think that that's going to just be the, what is it, the... The reasonable doubt. doubt. Reasonable doubt. Yeah. That will be just enough for them to go, you know what? That, but the know. 16 counts is what gets me because it's, yeah. it, it is easy to find a loophole in these a couple charges, but mm-hmm. it's like some of the charges will just be about something specific that doesn't have to do with the check. So maybe he'll get away with the criminal aspect of some sides, but like there's still very specific things like faking a hate crime. Like how do you get out of that by the check? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I mean, it's 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 definitely. I just I want to see the evidence. I think everyone has sort of yeah. now get gotten to the point where it's like, dudes, you seem very confident. I, show us the text messages, right? Yeah. And I wonder if part of the reason the, his team says let the cameras in is because mm-hmm. he's famous. He's a celebrity, and he thinks that he will. It'll be good for his. You know, more people will support him because they'll look at him and go, "Oh, I know that guy. I like that guy." You know what I mean? Rather than just reading about it in the paper. Yeah, very possible. Maybe, yeah. Apparently, uh, whoever is the presiding judge will ultimately decide if the hearing will be videotaped. So we'll find out tomorrow. But good to know that they're they're stoked on it and they prefer it. Good times, everybody. Guilty! So, Bean, you were talking about Pete Davidson on a Weekend Update on SNL on Saturday, where mm-hmm. he said some things about the Catholic Church and R. Kelly. He noted that R. Kelly is a monster, should be in jail forever, and then said, but if you support the Catholic Church, isn't that just the same thing as being an R. Kelly fan? I don't really see the difference, except, like, one's music is significantly better. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I brought it up is because, yeah, they make a lot of those sorts of jokes on Mm -hmm. SNL, but I was surprised at the immediate blowback from the audience. It wasn't, I mean, it was a gasp of disapproval. Really? Yeah. So what's the latest on that? Well, in a statement from the Diocese of Brooklyn, they said, quote, the faithful of our church are disgusted by the harassment by those in news and entertainment, and this sketch offends millions. The mockery of this difficult time in the church's history serves no purpose. The clergy sex abuse crisis is shameful, and no one should ever get a laugh at the expense of the victims who have suffered irreparably. A.K.A. don't bring it up, man. This just in, Catholic Church. Uh, take all the seats and then ask for more seats so you can sit down some more. This is, listen, I went to Catholic school my whole life. I went to Jesuit college. I was raised Catholic. You cannot talk about being offended by a joke about something that you are currently hiding. Mm-hmm. You're you're too busy to watch Saturday Night Live because you're moving pedophile priests into other churches and not saying a word. So... Sit down. Amen. As I said on my Twitter, uh, I'm going to need you to sweep your own damn porch. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, they just uh, they just convicted that uh, and sentenced to six years in prison, that uh, Australian cardinal this week. I oh, mean, Cardinal Pell. And that yeah. he should have gotten beyond six... I can't. I can't and isn't there, that. in India, they are exposing sort of like this bishop who's been raping like a dozen yes. or so nuns. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, maybe now's not the time to claim that these uh, that these charges against you are are not worth t- discussing. Sorry, it's right. one it's one nun a dozen times. Not, not that you need that detail. Wow. But I did say that he okay. raped a dozen nuns. I want mm-hmm. you to know, one okay. nun a dozen times. All right. Seems like a detail. I, I could have left out. This has got interesting. <laughs> Just wanted to give I, you that footnote. Okay. Show doesn't start till six. We're Thank fine. God. No, but that's, Thank God. That's the strongest editor's note I've ever given. <laughs> so that's know. real talk right there, man. Call so, uh, now. <laughs> oh no, no need, no need to call right now. Um, happy birthday, William H Macy. What's going on? Oh, What's going on with you? Anything? Yeah. You just having a, a good birthday? Oh. It's pretty chill this morning at his house. Hanging out with your wife and your dumb kid that can't get into college. I feel bad. I I will say I read that they took her. The FBI showed up mm-hmm. at her house in the morning mm-hmm. and just arrested her. But William H Macy was asleep and the kids were asleep. Yeah. So like, does she get to go? I'm getting arrested. Like, does she get to tell them or does she just leave? Oh. You know what I mean? Like she went like down they, and opened the door yes. and they were all still asleep. Yes. Yeah. And so then they wake up and like, where's mom? And then they just turn on the news. Yeah. 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 The FBI! <laughs> I mean, it's insane. It's, it's, the whole story is just nuts. This could be a movie, right? Oh, yes. Oh, 100% and it will and I can't wait to watch it. She'll play will, herself. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. She's a great actress. Will she play herself? I hope so. I hope she's in jail. Oh, all right. Hot <laughs> take. Uh, happy birthday, Adam Clayton, bassist from U2, Annabeth Gish. How much do we love her? All. All. Mystic Pizza, The West Wing, X-Files. Come yeah, she's, on. She's lovely. Just the best. My old neighbor, Common, he moved. I probably had something to do with it. You did and, used to like to watch him work out. Well, uh, he would run on our street, and I called it Common Time, and we'd have cocktails out on my porch, and <laughs> I'm telling you, he sweat in a way that I've never seen a man sweat. It like glistened and a like a glowing gold. I love big, fat, juicy pickles. Came off his body. It was just, it was... Yeah, Allie needs a moment. Mm-hmm. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I haven't paid as uh, close attention as I should have to the return of the Warp Tour for 2019. And I was a little bit confused, Jensen. Maybe you can help Mm -hmm. me. Didn't it end? And then it had... So they announced it was going away. Yes. And then they announced they were having a 25th anniversary tour? Yes. And that's what's this year, right? Is the 25th anniversary tour? Yeah. They said that they were having a finale. Everybody come check out Warp Tour. It's the last one ever. And then they did one the next year. (laughs) Yeah. I was was, uh, confused by that. So unfortunately, no Southern California Warp Tour this year, but it is in Northern California at the Shoreline Amplitheater in, in Mountain View and also in Atlantic City. But uh, anytime Warp Tour is on our radar, we think of one of our favorite games, which we like to call Twilight Zone or Warp Tour Band. Warp Tour Band or Twilight Zone episode, oh, don't you know? No! One's a band from a music festival, the other one is a TV show. Warp Tour Band or Twilight Zone episode, oh, don't you know? No! So let's find out which one is which on the All right. Jensen, you are hosting. What do you have for us today? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, this is very easy. I'm just going to give you a name and you tell me, is it a Twilight Zone episode or is this a band that at one time has played Warp Tour? Okay. Okay. That's it. These could be local bands. Doesn't have to be the whole, uh, doesn't have to be, you know, the whole tour. Could just be one stop in Jersey. Sure. Okay. One stop in Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. Here we go. First one, because these sound exactly alike, guys. All right. I'm telling you right now. Here so we go. if you if you have a band, maybe yeah. go to the old Twilight Zone show and find yourself a name. Exactly. Here we go. One for the Angels. 
Oof. Is one for the Angels, a Twilight Zone episode, or a band that played Warped Tour? I will go first, and I will say that is a band. I will go second and say that is a Twilight Zone episode. I will go third and say <laughs> as much as it sounds like a screamo death metal band, I'm going to go go ahead and say Twilight Zone episode. That was a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Only being, Finale are on the board. Only being out on that one. Yep. Uh, sure all was. right, here we go. Second one. One minute silence. Uh, band. Band. Twilight Zone episode. Give it to Muggos. Oh! Yeah! Twilight Zone episode. Nice. That Rod sounds Sterling. Like, a, like a perfect name for a band, though. Absolutely, because they are the exact same thing. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> no okay. one ever comes up with something for Warp Tour that can't be a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> you have proven your point. Uh, here we go. The Receiving End of Sirens. Mm. Oh, that's a terrible name for an episode, so I'm going to say that has to be a terrible name for a band instead. The Receiving End of Sirens. That is a terrible name for a band, so I'm going to say it's an episode of Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. I think I saw them once. Uh, band. <laughs> that is a band. Yeah. And they're probably sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> you got that one. What wow. an awful name. That is a terrible name. But then again, all of these have been terrible yeah. names if it's a band. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Stick to your guns. Mm. <sighs> Boy, that one really can go either way. I mean, I got a 50-50 chance. I'm going to say band again, though. I'm going to say more likely a band than a TV show name. I am with him. It's a band. Definitely a band. Cross the board, warp door. Yeah! Okay. Give it to him. Stick to your guns. I'm All just right. going to say, Muggs hasn't missed. Not no. I guarantee Strong. you someone to stick to your guns has a piercing in his nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Sing the body electric. Oh. I think that is a Twilight Zone episode. Sing the body electric. That's a. It's a song, right? From a musical. Don't look at me like that. Oh, I'm not answering. Okay. Um, this is a game. I also don't think that's an option either. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's a band. I'm going to go ahead and say a Twilight Zone episode. Guys, it is a rare occurrence where it is both. Oh! <laughs> it is both a Twilight Zone episode and the band who played Warped Tour. Uh, by the way, that is uh, a poem by Walt Whitman. Oh. <laughs> okay. So not a musical. Okay. <laughs> so... So wait, wow. hold on. Yes. So in or, the way this happened, then as the poem existed first, then it became the name of a Twilight Zone episode, and then a band took the name after the Twilight Zone episode. Correct. It is the Friday Night Lights of this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. wow. Well yeah. done there. All right. Thank you. All right. You ready? Yeah. I wrestled a bear once. Oh. oh dream. That, that has to be a, bear, a band name because that's a great band name. I wrestled a bear once. I, it's got to be a band, and I will get all of their stuff right now. I know I know it's a band. It, it is a band. Yeah. And they have pretty good merch. <laughs> I will say, anytime you can wear a shirt that says I wrestled a bear once, I, I encourage it. Allie, I'm uh, I'm looking at you for Christmas this year. Oh please. All right, here we go, guys. This we got time for just a couple more jokes. Okay. Here's here's one that I like. No time like the past. Uh I'm gonna say the zone. I agree. Twilight Zone episode. I'm going to go ahead and agree with everybody. Wow, guys, you're coming. You're getting much better at this game. Wow. That was the Twilight Zone. Okay. Fantastic. All right, let's do two more real quick. I killed the prom queen. Mm. Uh, that's a rock band. For sure. That's a great rock band. 
Yeah, I'll go ahead and say rock Gee, band. I can't beat you guys anymore. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? All right, I'll try one last one. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Who saves the hero? Hmm. Boy, that could go either way, too, uh, which is the point. Um, I'll say the zone again. I think it's both. Do I get an extra point if it is? I'll, I'll yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, it is something you could technically I'm answer. I'm saying with. both. I'm gonna go ahead and say band. Oh, thank God I got out on this one. It's Warped Tour. Oh, Muggos uh, is a killer. Hell yeah. 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 Wow. I know my Twilight Zone and Warp Tour, Muggos, baby. Can I encourage it? If you ever truly do get fired, go work at a hot topic. <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> Warped Tour band or Twilight Zone episode? Oh, don't you know? No. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guys, I was uh, uh, delighted by the video in Senator (laughs) Romney's office of his staffers bringing in, first of all, have you guys ever seen a cake that is just made of rows of Twinkies before? I have not. I thought that was genius. It's so Utah. And I was told <laughs> it's because it's Mitt Romney's favorite snack. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So picture, if you can, in the shape of a cake, but it's really just concentric circles of Twinkies. And then uh, all or most of the Twinkies have a birthday candle in it because the senator turns 72. By the way, I, uh, I'm i a fan of Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. I, I, does this make me a bad person? No. I like I like him. He, in fact, I'm even going to say I voted for him against President Barack Obama in his second term. Wow. I, I will say something that's going to shock everyone. I did too. Really? Whoa. Yeah. There Look at was this. I didn't see enough hope and change. I did not. I voted for Obama, but <laughs> I will say Mitt Romney has aged well because mm-hmm. him and Trump have had their difficulties. But do remember he is the one who went to dinner and that weird picture of him yeah. and Trump. Yeah, I know. There, there I are know. some things that he has to answer for that that are even a little bigger than just taking a photo. But He uh, did wonderful things with the Olympics when yeah. I lived in Utah and I, he did great things in Massachusetts. He's so. aged, I am he's a fan well. of yeah. him and I'm also going to say this. Who looks better at 72 years old than Mitt Romney? He could hit it. <laughs> Seriously. All right. So the staffers bring in the birthday cake, and Mitt Romney did something unexpected. When Mitt Romney tweeted out a video of his staff presenting him on his 72nd birthday with a cake made out of his favorite snack, Twinkies, you'd think that Twinkies would be the story. Holy cow. But nope. What everyone else was saying holy cow about was this. Look at this. 
He picked up each individual candle and blew it out. Someone tweeted, you don't get a wish for each one, buddy. Oh, yeah? Don't bring yourself. These are, these are all wishes I'm getting. Okay, so the Twinkies separate, obviously. Mm-hmm. He picks them up one at a time and gently blows the candle out, sets the Twinkie down, picks up the next one. One at a time. You've never seen anyone blow out birthday candles this way, right? You always try to blow all the candles out on the cake at the same time. He Does he touch, because uh, you just said this, and I maybe my eyes deceived me because I would never want to think this. He touches every Twinkie? Um, no, just the candle. He might have the candle. Okay, yeah, thank God, because you yeah, got me scared. Just, okay. I'm sorry if no, I no, spoke no. there. No worries. Yeah, just, as a, someone with OCD, I obviously heard that much louder than everyone else. Yes, he picked out. He picked up each candle and okay. blew it out. And you actually hear in the video one of his staffers saying, don't burn yourself. Because, right. you know, he's, he's pretty close. His fingers are pretty close to the flame. Yeah, that would have been hardcore if he put it out with his fingers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess... I, I, I guess the conversation should be: Should we start with uh, is is he is he the mitbot that he has been so often accused of? He's not actually human. He's just going through the motions of what he was programmed that humans do. Mm-hmm. Or does this make sense to you that he would lift those candles one at a time and blow them out rather than blow the whole thing out at once? Well, spoiler alert: Mitt Romney then came out later in the day after he saw people saying it was either genius or a robot move. He said, "I did that because I had a cold." And I didn't want to spread it to anyone by blowing out the candles and then, you know, everyone taking a Twinkie. Um, Thank you, Mitt Romney, for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because when we discussed this in the office yesterday, I said I I wish everybody took care of their birthday candles like that because I don't like eating a cake that somebody has just blown a bunch of air on. I feel like you're spreading, you're doing nothing but spreading germs if that's how you blow out birthday candles. It is quite a weird tradition. Yes, it's is very it, weird. Is it still cake, though? Yes, it's still okay. cake. Okay. Shut but, up! But, Allie, if somebody brought you out a beautiful steak dinner, and the uh-huh. last thing they did before they set it down on your table was <laughs> right on top of your food, mm-hmm. how good would you feel about eating that steak dinner? Still steak? <laughs> yes, it's still steak. Yeah. In fact, they mentioned that in this uh, CNN report about how Mitt was just trying to be conscientious about the people he works with. But okay. Senator Romney takes the cake for consideration. He told TMZ, I have a bit of a cold and I didn't want to spray my germs all over the Twinkies for everybody else to eat. At least one study has shown blowing out candles can increase cake bacteria by 1,400%. Huh? Wow. So to the charge that Mitt Romney blows out birthday candles like a serial killer, we say <laughs> Mitt didn't blow it. It's flu season, and blowing out candles is basically sneezing on the cake. Holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow, indeed. Uh, so I am Team Mitt on this one. Now, Ali, you have a little different take on this. I, I wasn't aware that it was because he had been sick. So that well, makes also, that makes perfect that's sense. A, but that's also what a robot would say. That's true. Yeah. I took it as he is such a kind, giving man that he was doing individual wishes. That's what he said in the video. He said, "I get a, the, each one of these is a separate wish." He did. Yes, yeah. he said that oh, in the video. See, I didn't watch it because I knew we'd be discussing it. Here's the thing: that's what he did. He was giving each wish their own time, so he was mm-hmm. upping the ratio of his wishes coming true. And I say, kudos, Mitt. But can't you also can't you also say to him, "Hey, how many wishes do you deserve, dude? It's your birthday. You get one wish like the rest of us. Why does he think he gets thirty wishes?" No. I mean, wow. that's 
kind of rude, Bean. <laughs> well, you know birthday. what I'm saying? Like, how many wishes does he expect to come to, to come to him on his 72nd birthday? I'll tell so, you, the, the president wish didn't come true. <laughs> oh. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. DJ Omar Khan. Oh, I'm surprised Bean knows my name. Why? That's so strange. Why, why would you say that? You're hot Omar. Everybody knows your name. Wow. Omar, even. Well, Bean, because uh, last Wednesday... You announced uh, your uh, leaving K-Rock at the end of this year, mm-hmm. and you were giving props to uh, everybody uh, on the show, and oh, well, l- let me play how it went down on the air. This crew right now, Kevin and Chip and Jensen and Allie and Christine and Dave and, well, maybe not Beer Mug, but this is probably the, I think this is oh, maybe the oh, best oh, and boy. most talented and, and most fun crew to work with of anything we've had. Huh. Oh, oh snap. Huh. Oh, Lord. Ah, I've known Bean for about 19 years. <laughs> and how dare you, sir, not mention me? What the hell, Bean? Um, first of all, that tape uh, was clearly doctored. No. Uh, I don't know why somebody <laughs> nope. would edit out, because I spent a full minute talking about, most of all, DJ Omar Khan. He's nope. the real heart and soul of the show. Nope. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it without it. Wouldn't be here without him. Did, forgot and, to mention me. And somebody edited that out. Did not. Um, what's your question? <laughs> My question is, what's up, sucker? God damn it. Uh, speaking of podcasts, I, uh, along with uh, Dave the King of Mexico and Beer Mug, do have a podcast. We call it the B Team. You could um, get it wherever you get your podcast. As basically, we take a behind-the-scenes look at Kevin and Bean. We play a lot of old bits, new bits. Uh, you know, we discuss inside jokes. And um, Don't have Ali on. We don't have, we're going right. to have Ali on. We're right. on episode 65 right now is the most current one. That's and amazing. Even and even though Bean forgot to mention me and give me any props whatsoever, I still took it upon myself that very day when he announced that he was leaving K-Rock at the end of this year to do a little tribute episode oh, why to are you gonna? Why are okay? you going to do this and make me feel even worse? And this is going to reflect on Bean's early days at K-Rock. And everybody, please keep in mind that this guy is in the Radio Hall of Fame. Okay? okay. <laughs> on the episode we discuss, uh, we play Bean's obsession with 7-Eleven. Jensen and Allie, do you guys know that Bean's Sleeps with the sock monkey. Yes, you guys know that. Mm-hmm. That's on there. That's Travels with it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know that he owns a naked picture of OJ Simpson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know okay, that. Okay, well that's yeah. discussed on the okay. uh, podcast. And also, uh, Bean, how would you rank, rank uh, Regis Philbin in uh, the uh, humans that you love? Oh, he's top five. He's top five. I adore Regis. He's so, a legend. The clip of being uh, getting mocked by Regis Philbin on his show back in the day is also on the podcast. But I also wanted to play a couple of audio clips for you. Uh, the first one being, please explain to me what your guys' obsession in the early 90s with Freeman, South Dakota's Schmeckfest was. Well, it was just a, it was a festival that we heard about that was like a German food and music festival, and it just sounded wacky enough to, to be the type of thing that we would want to cover. So, so if I remember correctly, I went. <laughs> and this sets it up perfectly. Yes, Bean I went and, broad, went and broadcast live from Freeman, South Dakota for the Schmeckfest Festival. Yes. Yep, you uh, broadcasted from uh, Bob's Market. That's it. All right, Bean should be at Bob's Market right now in Freeman, South Dakota. And Kevin's dialing the number. Uh, let's see if we can get a hold of him. He says he's going to run the register this morning. He's actually working. Morning, this is Bob's. <laughs> is this Bean? Yes, it is. Are you answering the phone now? <laughs> we have a special on head cheese here. $1.99 a pound. You are talking to us live from South Dakota at Bob's Market. I'm in Freeman, South Dakota. I'm reading the local newspaper here, the Argus Leader. 
to check out all the big news, the big movie in Sioux Falls. You have to go to Sioux Falls to see a movie. It's about 60 miles. Right. Wow. I say to people, you got to go 60 miles to see a movie. They say, sure, we make a whole day of it. It's the best. Big movie in Sioux Falls uh, uh, this week, Kevin, was uh, Look Who's Talking. <laughs> <laughs> so so he goes on to interview uh, people that are running restaurants there, people that are enjoying the festival. It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream gig <laughs> is to travel America, small town America, and interview people like that, though, Omar. Speaking of traveling, Bean, uh, you and Kevin used to do Bean's slideshow on the air. So Bean, That's true. Bean would take vacations and they would play slides and Bean would describe what you're seeing on the air, on radio. Very weird. Here you actually <laughs> uh, take a trip to Louisiana and, uh, you know, coincidental, you ended up living there. But this is a clip from Bean's slideshow from his vacation to Louisiana. <laughs> now, for those who say there's nothing good to see in Louisiana, this is the beautiful Sabine Parish Landfill, which apparently must be some sort of a uh, uh, attraction there because it says visitors welcome on the sign. Yeah. A, a landfill. <laughs> in case you want to go to the Sabine Parish Landfill. And you know how to live. Here's the Faraday, Louisiana uh, welcome sign, which, of course, is the home of Jimmy Swaggart and uh, Mickey Gilly and Jerry Lee Lewis and someone named uh, Pee Wee Whitaker, also apparently from... Oh. <laughs> you were describing a slideshow on the radio. This is something people used to avoid in their normal personal lives, is seeing vacation flights. Oh, my God. So, again, oh. if you guys, guys want... Guys, we have to bring that back. That's fantastic. Oh. Again, I have, uh, sadly, no memory of that trip to Louisiana, by no, the way. Wow. Well, you got the slides. There At you least go. I have the slides forever. Yes. Again, if you guys want to hear all of this audio in its entirety, download episode 65 of the B Team and get it wherever you get your podcasts. This one is uh, uh, mind blowing because I have never heard it. This is uh, Kevin and Jimmy Kimmel describing or, or discussing with Bean how he takes showers with pigs naked. And you guys are not going to believe this audio. And then what do you do? I towel them off, <laughs> put the lotion on. The lotion. Well, no, because they have dry skin. And then what was it you told us yesterday that you do? <laughs> well, no, we were talking specifically about two nights ago after Daisy's shower. Uh -huh. I yeah. wrapped him in a banky. <laughs> <laughs> and then, look, it's not a banky unless you're two. Uh, yeah. And so I said, uh, has your wife ever been gone when the uh, when the pigs need to be showered? And Bean, of course, said yes. And I said, well, then who gives the, you know, and he said, I do. And I said, well, are you naked? Yes. So then Bean gets in the shower nude with his pigs. Now, that what? isn't no. right. Just like giving <laughs> your dog a bath. No, it is the same thing. No, see, because when I give my dog a bath, when I don't use the hose, yeah. right. when I don't use the hose, I, I, I put it in, you know, the bathtub, and I sit there clothed. Right. And I wash on it. On the outside of on the On the outside tub. of the tub, and I wash the Yeah, dog. but, you know, you can't do that in a shower, though. You can't be on the outside of the shower and, and, yeah, and bathe an animal. Sure you can. No, you can't. You just have the little the shower head pointed a little away from you. Yeah, that's you, that's you, not how it works. How thorough is the washing? <laughs> if you guys want to know how thorough it is, download the podcast. Hey, Bean, uh, do we have time for my little tribute song to you? Uh, sure, Omar, although based on what you've brought so far today, I don't feel like I'm going to be happy about it. So once upon a time, Bean was pretty sad about leaving K-Rock and no one remembering him. So I wrote a song from Bean's perspective to cheer him up.
you, Bean. Tender. Nailed it. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. It's one of our favorites, you guys, and he's back on the air with us on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock right now. Please welcome Greg Fitzsimmons. What a way to start the day. How are you, Greg? Oh, well, I'm a little, uh... I'm I'm angry. Oh, I shelled oh. out. Well, I shelled out uh, several hundred thousand dollars to get my kid into Stanford, oh, and uh, oh, no. and now they're saying that you know he actually has to row on the team. Oh, oh yes. that's his penance now, and he doesn't know how to row. <laughs> right, yeah, right. That's unfortunate. Seems unfair so, to him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to do something where maybe he can he can just whip the other rowers, like stand at the back. Like a okay. coxswain. Like, well, like a coxswain or more like a, an ancient Roman uh, uh, slave ship. Oh. Kind of a motif. Took a yeah, turn. let's bring Get back big slave drum. ships. That's yeah, a good idea. Bring back a slave ship. <laughs> That's Greg's well, latest great idea. Okay. We'll capture one of the one of Harvard ships. <laughs> Fitzsimmons 2020. <laughs> Greg, here's my uh, question that I did not see addressed on the air. There's yeah. some confusion. Of course, we're talking about this uh, this college entrance exam scandal that yeah. involved the SATs and everything. Sure. There, there's some confusion as to how much the kids were aware that in some cases they would take the SATs and then the scores would be corrected up graded after they left. So if the kid wa- wasn't aware of it, should that kid be kicked out of school now? My, because- kid, my kid had no idea, and he's supposed to start in the fall. <laughs> he's not the brightest kid in the world, but good looking, Excellent. positive attitude. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and I think that with the rowing, he's got the summer okay. to learn it. Yeah. So He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He doesn't yeah. need to know that Daddy greased a couple palms. He just okay. needs to know that he's a you know that he's going to row. We're going to go out on, now. We're going to go out on the ocean in yeah. a little boat. Maybe not the ocean. Paddle. Start the lake. <laughs> Are there lakes around here? Find <laughs> a lake. Sounds like it'd be a fine asset oh to stand for. God. Why not? Yeah, put some no. cinder blocks on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> put him out in the ocean. <laughs> Did you ever in a million years, like if you were drawing up a list of celebrities that you would expect to be involved in felonies, wouldn't Felicity Huffman be very near the bottom? Well, like she's spe- such and, an unlikely candidate to be involved in nonsense. And like William this. Macy. Yeah. I mean, yes. this is, these are like down to earth people. Yeah, they run a theatrical school. It's actually not different than something that his shameless character would do. Yes. If he had the money. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it it's shocking. It's crazy. And uh, no, truthfully, I didn't even read my son's college essay. I, I, re- <laughs> I resent that I even started a college savings account for my kid because I always felt like. Why am I going to the Green Bay Funny Bone in January <laughs> to put money in a college savings account? If he's smart, he'll get a scholarship. If he's not, he shouldn't be going to college. Scholarship you know? for nothing. Right. Yeah, I, I see okay. that. I mean, that's how it is in Europe. Yeah. They, hey. they, they invite you to go to college if you're one of the t- cream of the crop. Jensen, huh. you're having a son this summer. Greg may not know that. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Have, have you already started thinking, oh, my God, I have to start putting a dollar a week That's away right. because this kid needs to go to college one day. I assume by the time he's 18, it'll be a couple million dollars to go to college. But also, <laughs> I brought this up yesterday. No one, no employer looks if it really happened. Put whatever down on your resume. Oh, put that you graduated from some other college? Yes. No one really? looks. Come on. That's uh, the biggest secret in the world. Interesting. Right. Well, it's also... You know, the real secret is you go to, like, Santa Monica Community College is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Santa, Santa Monica. Uh, SMCC. SMCC. Mm-hmm. You go there for two years. Mm-hmm. It costs you, what, eight grand a year? 
Maybe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then you, and then you transfer out, and they say if you go to if you go there for two years, you can get into any of the uh, California schools. UCs, yeah. UC schools. Any of the UC yeah. schools. Or, counterpoint, which I have thought my whole life, why, is, uh, why are you going to college? <laughs> do a trade because you're always going to have a job. If I could go back and do it again, I would be the most kick-ass mason. Because guess what? I'm working and I'm making a hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And why did I waste my time going to college? Amen. Because Amen. I, I have I have argued blue collar jobs are the way to go for years. Yes. One word. Robots. No. Robots are never robots are never going to be drywalling my house. No. They're just not. It, robots are never going to be able to come in and fix the pipes when they break underneath my house. You know, right. those are, robots are never going to be electricians crawling up and installing chandeliers in somebody's house. You know, there's yeah. always going to be a need for people like that. Amen. And you make t- you make great money doing and you jobs feels like good. that. I mean, yes. when I yeah. do anything around my house, I feel like a champion. Yeah, but yes, uh, but my like son, will, my son will never know what the funny bone in Green Bay looks like, and that <laughs> bums me out. Let me describe the condo briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I no. stayed there once with. My wife and uh, we were driving across the country, and uh, and I really do think of it as the worst club in the country. <laughs> and I was I'm sure I, they appreciate that was, when they book you. I, it's my way of making sure they never do again. And uh, you you we drove across the country to move to L.A. And I thought, all right, she thinks when I go away that I am eating grapes mm-hmm. on a chaise lounge right. with a view of a lake. And and so I wanted to see what it's really like. And so we get there, and it's I'm the headliner, so I'm in the bedroom with a bath. Oh, nice. Okay. Fancy. And then the feature act has a bedroom, bath bathroom in the hallway. Mm-hmm. The opening act sleeps in the living room on a fold-out ottoman, not a couch. Oh. That would be a huge step up. <laughs> this is the thing you put your feet on, folds into, like, just Ooh. a single bed. Yeah. And he has to wait for everybody else to go to bed. The feature act was smoking a cigar that week and drinking bad scotch. Oh. And he wouldn't go to bed till 3 in the morning, and this poor guy had to wait for him. And there were... The, the Civil War drawer just had sporks and, like, one chopstick. <laughs> and everything in the fridge had had someone balls in it. You know, the mayo. Everything had balls in it. <laughs> yeah. Greg, I have to ask, and I hate to bring up the C word here, but was that experience in Green Bay the inspiration for the comics apartment on that episode of Crashing a few weeks ago? It very much so. How yes. about that? Yeah, yeah. Why did you tank Crashing? Yeah, what would you do to it? I felt like I needed to branch out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into non-network stuff that okay. doesn't pay any union wages. All right. right. I want to go back to cable. Um, you hated it. They have yeah. a show on, on Premier HBO. Aww. You hated that. Let me tell you, my heart was broken. We we got together Sunday night for this for the um, series finale. Yeah, turns out to be series. Yeah, and uh, and it was it was just really sad. It was Judd was there and the whole cast was there and the yeah. crew and and we really like. I've worked on a lot of shows over the last fifteen years, and this was the one that had the least drama. I mean, really? Pete is just Johnny positivity. Judd is the most decent, good guy to work with. Yeah. And, you know, it all trickles down from the top. It's like this show, the vitriol and the anger right. that mm-hmm. you feel on a, a, Thank a, you. A, a, any job. Yes. On this day, you know. So it, was, so it was a bummer. It was very sad. But, you know, I guess the ratings weren't there. Was it a surprise that it was canceled? Or were you anticipating it because you had been watching the numbers? It was like 50-50. I thought this was the best season yet. That's what people are saying. No kidding. And yeah. how about that finale? It was the perfect 
season finale, let alone series well, finale. Well, that actually hurt us. And while oh. we were filming that last episode, I go, what are we crazy? We're oh. sealing our own coffin here. Yeah, in we the tied every relationship no, you up. guys should have CGI'd like a plane crash That's in the right. background. Uh, yeah, like right. an alien UFO circling. <laughs> yeah. Just one weird mystery and you would have moved on. Yeah, oh, right. man. But I Greg, let me, let me ask you this. And clearly, I don't know how show business works. Pete Holmes maybe not a, a big name to a lot of people. Certainly in comedy, he's loved and and respected. But I think I feel like Judd Apatow is, especially with HBO, the 800-pound gorilla. Like, wasn't his participation, his producing enough to, I guess not, put it over the edge with HBO? Because they want to stay in the Judd business. Also, three seasons, right? Well, we got three seasons, yeah, it's a lot, and maybe so. that w- maybe that was the gift. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I wasn't saying. That I, I just mean, mean, three seasons is a lot of yeah, TV. Yeah, no, so. it is. It's. It, I mean, if if we were in England, this is exactly what yeah. you would get. You'd right. get three seasons and, and a eight Christmas episodes special, each. Yeah. And I think that I think that Judd felt really proud of the show. I think he felt like, you know, um, he had found Pete, and he had groomed Pete, and they they formed like a. A, a partnership in making the show. It was a true partnership. And I think he felt like it was a show that had heart. And, you know, when, when we were in the room, Judd was always protecting the the heart of the show. What is What it, what would real people do in these real situations? Mm-hmm. And as opposed to blowing it out for comedy. Yeah. He was always like... And, and I felt like the show did that. I felt like it, it almost worked as a drama with comedy mixed in. Yeah. Well, you should be very proud of it, by the well, way. Well, thank you. Because it was really great, and, and we were all very sad. Where will Pete news. Holmes make out with girls now, though? <laughs> if he doesn't have the show... I want him I'm to. I'm hoping his wife. That's true. Yeah. Will, yeah. Will That's a good point. Kind of fill that role. That's yeah. a good point. They just had a baby too, so oh, I think okay. part of Pete was relieved because he gets to actually spend time with his baby now instead of abandoning her. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't, he didn't mind making out with that model all season either, though. By yeah. the way, he didn't hate that. I know. All right, Greg Fitzsimmons is our guest in studio. GregFitzsimmons.com, Fitz.com. He's got a lot going on, including his annual St. Patrick's Day show. How many years? How many years have you done this now, Greg? I think this is nine. Nine Ninth years. Well, year in a row. That's at the Hollywood Improv. We'll talk about that and so much more when we return with Greg right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Comedian, actor, writer, producer, our friend Greg Fitzsimmons in studio with us now on the Kevin and Bean Show. Great to have you back in studio. Greg, you have St. Patrick's Day coming up at the Hollywood Improv. How did this tradition get started for you, a proud uh, uh, Irishman, nine years ago? 
Well, you know, I grew up in New York, and so every year I used to march in the parade with my my grandfather. All four of my grandparents are from Ireland, mm-hmm. and so I used to march with the ancient order of Hibernians from the Bronx. Wow! And it was like all these old Irish dudes who would you know put on their suits, not green, none of that crap. They put on a dark suit and a tight tie, and they would march with their chins up, while all these kids from Long Island would throw up on the sidewalks. <laughs> And but it, but it was like a really magic day for me. I mean, when you're from New York, it is the best day of the year in the city. Mm-hmm. And and so I came out here and LA just there's nothing. There's Mm-mm. like a few Irish bars on the west side that celebrated and and that's it. So I started doing this as a place for people to go on St. Patrick's Day. You know, we have some decorations and green beer and uh, a couple Irish comics usually on the lineup. We get a black guy in there just to mix it up. It's 2020. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to just ridicule them. It's 2019. Sure. It's 2019. Yeah. Just to ridicule yeah. <laughs> The Irish are we racist. A, we, we get a black need... guy in there just to, you know, call them mean names and stuff. Yeah. But you know what's sad is I, I sent out for my... Uh, me and David Keckner became convinced that we're related to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, we decided to do Ancestry DNA together, and we sent it in. And uh, they say that if you come back like 75, 80%, that's pretty purebred for uh-huh. answers. 96% Irish. <laughs> huh. B- both of you? I don't know what he was. I don't keep in touch you, with him. You, <laughs> you were 96% 96, which is really like, you know, a little Irish is charming. A little goes a long yeah. way. But, yeah. you know, 96 is like, what, what collection of genes... Did my family feel like... I'm showing him my DNA right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you to bring that up. 100%. What genes are we protecting? Here's the thing. I first got it, and it was like 90% blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And then two months later, they're like, we have updated your DNA. And I opened it, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. What yeah. is happening? No, it's like... 100%. Yeah, 100% of... Pale skin oh, and whitest. skin cancer I'm, and alcoholism. I and I'm drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Red hair under your blonde Tra- hair. Oh, I am a strawberry blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Spider it's veins, flat feet. Oh, my flat anger. feet. Yes. Yeah. So angry. My I mean, 23, somebody. My 23 and me came back uh, Ashkenazi, very Jewish. Yeah. They didn't even put a percentage, they just put a bagel. It was just stupid. It was so. I was so Jewish. They, honestly, they sent a note with it that was like, "What are you doing?" That punchline was very Jewish. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was also holding a menorah when I said it. So keep that in mind. Why do you think you and your family are so racist that you will only date, marry, and procreate with fellow Irish people? I think it's there's a shame that comes with being Irish that you don't think you deserve better. Yeah. And I really do wish <laughs> that I hope one of my kids uh, have have a baby with a black kid. Mm-hmm. G- give the next generation a shot at yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of shame we're not worthy. It's just that we no. don't we don't deserve to be loved as much as we should. And yet we feel like we're better than every other race because we are. And yet right? we hate ourselves. <laughs> it's a weird it's got dark past. It's it's a very weird. It's, yeah, it's a constant struggle within. I ourselves. never thought the master race would turn out to be Irish. I am surprised by this. Well, my mother thinks the Irish is so special. She once said to me, "You'll notice a lot of Irish people are born right around Christmas, <laughs> just like Jesus." <laughs> and then I got old enough to read a calendar, and I saw that Christmas is exactly nine months after St. Patrick's right, Day. Right. 
Right. So it had less to do with divine intervention uh-huh. and more to do with some unprotected makeup sex <laughs> after a slap fight at the Blarney Stone that day. <laughs> Greg, have you uh, have you taken it to the next level and got a, a shamrock tattoo or anything like that? Or My whole family, uh, once my daughter turned, I think she's got to be 18 in California, we're all going to get harps because that's the, oh, yeah. that's the real yeah. symbol of mm-hmm. Ireland because... The uh, British, starting with Oliver Cromwell in the 17th century, they outlawed a lot of Irish culture, including the harp. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they there were literally like farmhouses in desolate areas that, that had like a harp in the basement. And they would have these, you know, quiet sessions. So the British didn't. They would kill you. If they found you with a harp, they would kill you. Wow. So now we're going to uh, get the harps and uh, and celebrate fact that we made it and Harp we're still a, the best it's a crap instrument though just so it's <gasps> out there how dare you I angels mean, play it in the clouds i don't know it doesn't no. sound great now i'm trying to think of a jewish instrument but i can't <laughs> well we <laughs> a calculator <laughs> that was good thank you i redeemed myself <laughs> greg do you have any tattoos currently no so your first one will be with your family of a harp well, again, we're Irish, so mm-hmm. we have, you know, liver spots and freckles. <laughs> sure. You know, those are God's tattoos for us. Sure. <laughs> you're, a, you're a sexy species. Yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. <laughs> now, 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 you're people that come out to the Hollywood Improv. It's a tradition now, so they're not coming to get blitz. They're coming for comedy, right? They're coming to, they're the right audience for that show. We threw out 19 people two years ago. <laughs> there was, uh, well, oh, we... My God. We did this bit with my friend Dennis Gubbins, who shows up, and he does a good Irish brogue. And so I sat him in the back row, and the bit was every time I got on stage, he would heckle me with a brogue. Uh And so he kept doing it, and then he stood up to yell at me, and he accidentally spittle came out of his mouth, and he landed on this guy, and this guy stood up and started fighting Dennis. So this table defended him, and this fight broke out. Oh. They all get thrown out. Dennis is hiding in the kitchen. And then <laughs> um, and then this bachelorette party Uh-oh, is no. sitting in the no, no. second Never row. Good. And so the, the, the mother starts heckling, because she's drunk. Fantastic. And then, and then the daughter goes, at one point, the, the daughter who's got on the veil, you know, and the sash that says sure. whore on it, and the girls have little <laughs> penises on it their straws. bride, but sure. And, and then the mother's heckling, and then the bride, the bride goes, Mom, shut the F up! <laughs> and then the mother got thrown out, and then the girls got mad at the... And people just kept getting thrown out. It was crazy. Amazing. I mean, you have to go to the show now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You usually have a bunch of great guests. Can you name any of them? Sure. Uh, Byron Bowers is going to so do funny. it. So funny. Yeah, Byron is really great. I've got, I've got two really big name people mm-hmm. that are so big, I can't actually say their names. Oh. Because you can't pronounce them? <laughs> you don't know how to say Galifianakis? <gasps> <gasps> what? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it's going to be a great show. It always is. I mean, in the past years, we've had Nick. I think Nick Swartz was on last year, and Joe Rogan, and mm-hmm. yeah, we get we get some great lineups. So uh, come on out. Uh, you're still doing the uh, the Fitzdog Radio podcast. Yeah, uh, you're doing Childish with Allison Rosen. Going well, right? Yeah, it's good. Uh, Allison just had a baby. Yes. Congratulations mm-hmm. to her. She rules. And we're doing our Childish podcast. We have people uh, asking our advice on raising children, and I give it. And uh, Allison doesn't really buy it. It's not <laughs> good advice. Right. <laughs> Excellent. <It's, laughs> 
I go from the gut. I, I've never read any of the books. I go from the gut, mm-hmm. and uh, my kids have turned out okay. Yeah, that's All the right. point. Is you obviously you're you know you've walked the walk. You know what you're talking about. I've walked the walk, and uh, one of the things I always say is, um, you know, treat your home like it's a prison. <laughs> You know, every time I walk in the front door, I find the biggest one. I punch him right in the face. There you go. And after that, everybody falls into line. Great advice right there from Greg Fitzsimmons. Annual St. Patrick's Day show at the Hollywood Improv is going to be this Sunday, which happens to be St. Patrick's Day. Yep. March 17th at 7.30 p.m. You can get your tickets at improv.com slash Hollywood. 18 and up, please. Tickets are only 20 bucks. 20 bucks to see 19 people get thrown out on the sidewalk. You can't can't beat that. Mm -mm. It's like a dollar a person. It is. It's fantastic. Greg, we love you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Did you guys see yesterday, I didn't read all the details on it, but that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be doing a concert in Egypt at the Pyramids, where they're going to be live streaming it for the first time. I guess it's the first time they've live streamed a show, and it's going to be from the desert in Egypt. Why would they give it away, give it away for free? Uh, Get out. Seriously. It it wasn't great. (laughs) (laughs) You know know where I'm coming from, right? Just leave. (laughs) Uh, Flea said, before each new place, my body tingles with excitement, a yearning for a new mystery to unfold, a fascination with a new culture, the possibility of new friends, tasting new food, smelling new tastes, absorbing new rhythms. So he's very excited. Sir, about this is a Ralph's. Uh, there's a bunch of people behind you. <laughs> anyway, that's big news for Chili Peppers fans. Ali is here now. Time for another look at what's happening here on a Wednesday Kevin and Beach. I wonder if he felt all those things uh, right before he said, hey, got to go to the hospital few years ago at Weenie. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? yeah. yeah weren't uh, they like an hour away from being on stage and they, they had to cancel sure the show? Were. I was yeah. at that one. Yeah. Was, it was a bummer. Was but then you remembered, wait, I just saw Blink-182 do a surprise set. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Weezer's coming on. And yeah. Weezer went long. Yeah, they it did. made up for it. Yeah. yeah it was very cool. Yeah. Guys, Paley Fest 2019. Yeah! Right? Mm-hmm. You can get all the info at PaleyFest.org. It's March 15th through the 24th at the Dolby Theater at Hollywood and Highland. Right now, I want to give you a pair of tickets to the Paley Fest panel with the cast and crew of not only Jane the Virgin, but Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Hey now. Hey now. That is happening on March 20th. So why don't you be caller 20 right now, 1-800-520-1067, and you are going to get to see that Paley Fest panel with both those shows, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin. Oh, that's right. Oh, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, you guys, taking place March 29th at Brooklyn's Barclay Center. List of induction speakers has been announced today. Oh, this is always interesting to me. Who do they decide is going to induct a band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Radiohead will be inducted by David Byrne. Mm. Okay. I like that. Absolutely. Are they going to be there? Have they decided? Um, I think all of them except for Tom York. No. So they're not going to be there? Yeah. I don't I don't know if other Radiohead members will be there, but he he is not. Tom York has said he Yeah, because I know that they pretended that they weren't interested and it wasn't an honor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. And then Tom York was like, but I should be up for um, an Oscar. Right. And But that's an honor, but this isn't. It was right. all very, very, very odd. Uh, the Cure? I think they've always kind of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. just thinking about Radiohead for a second. I think they have always grappled with, they don't want to be s- as successful as they are. It seems like they do everything they can to make sure they're not 
crazy successful because they could be even more so than they are. You know well, what I mean? I mean, their last few albums. I mean, they're trying. They're trying, they're trying to not hard. be successful and popular, but they, yeah. they remain that way. And it's, it's I think it bugs them. It's a weird, weird thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You guys, he, who's going to be presenting The Cure? Oh, just Trent Reznor. That's great as well. These are very good. I like all these. Janelle Monet will induct Janet Jackson. Love it. Okay. This one, people might go, wait, what? Until you remember, no, these two have been on stage together singing duets. Harry Styles is going to be inducting Stevie Nicks. Love it. I love it These so are great. much. This is who should be booking the Grammy. Uh, this is perfect. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Duran Duran's John Taylor and Simon Le Bon will be presenting Roxy Music. That's okay. a good fit. Yeah. I can see that. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Very Big British. influence, yeah. Queen's Brian May will be inducting Def Leppard. Great. Excellent. This is the only one I'm not sure I understand. And if you have the answer, let me know. But I dig it anyway. The Bangles, Susanna Hoffs. Love her. Will be uh, introducing what? Inducting the zombies. Do we know that connection? I'm sure there is one. We just don't know it. I don't know it. Yeah. I'm not tracking on that one either. God, I love her. Oh, so much. Yeah. I don't know why that would be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, someone will let us know. Trust me. Absolutely. But the zombies, right? Yeah. So fun. I'm, I'm watch, looking forward to this. I watch that show every year. You know, uh, when they uh, they tape the ceremony and then they air it a few weeks later on HBO, I, I always watch it. It's always fun. Yeah, and they, they, uh, they show those performances. They all, uh, really great producers, whoever put yeah, those together. they kill Just, it. Absolutely. So there it is, you guys. There's your news. So I had told you that um, we now have the reason why R. Kelly said that he did that Gail King interview. Robert. We were trying to figure out, uh, why would you do that interview? Who signed off on it? Who told you it was a good idea? Well, we now know that it's because his spirit told him to. Apparently, he's in constant touch. Spirit's the name of his 16-year-old girlfriend. He's in constant (laughs) touch with his spirit and listens to it more than people around him. That's what a source close to... R. Kelly told TMZ, the spirit wanted him to share the truth in the emotional interview, while R. Kelly also said he owed it to himself and his fans to share his side of the story. I'm wondering if his spirit now is like, my bad. <laughs> my bad, man. Shouldn't have done You know it. what? I shouldn't have been driving this car. I, I shouldn't have let Drank you do that. Drank a little too much. I mean, my spirit told me to do it. He is not getting good advice from his attorneys or from his spirit. Amen. Good Robert. God. Good God, you guys, it's just nuts. Coming up, someone we all know, someone we all love, has a new book coming out. And it's one that I can already guarantee the two men on the show right now have pre-ordered. We'll talk about that Mm -hmm. coming up. Some birthdays for you. Adam Clayton, Annabeth Gish, William H. Macy, Mm. and Common. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right. So, it's time to tackle the NBA versus their fans. Yeah. I feel like this is uh, this is something that's been in the news on and off over the past couple of years, but we're kind of getting to a fever pitch in this story right now with yeah. this uh, Russell Westbrook story. Jensen, why don't you fill us in on where we're at? Well, this whole season this has been coming up. Uh, players in the NBA are... Uh, I know that football gets a lot of attention because of the Colin Kaepernick stuff, but the truth is is that the NBA is politically charged more than any other sporting uh, 
company in the world. These guys have been in the forefront with Black Lives Matter and LeBron James and really taking on the idea of just dribble the ball and LeBron saying, no, I'm a human being mm -hmm. and I'm allowed to have my own opinions. So a part of that movement has been uh, you can't just yell at me at games. And, and a lot of players have thought that things come out a little bit racist when uh, fans are yelling at them at NBA games. And a lot of these fans think that they're entitled to be able to yell whatever they want because they bought a ticket. Right. And that's not the case. But this last week, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook, a major superstar in the NBA, was playing in Utah, and uh, some fans were yelling at him. And what was said was up for debate for a few days. Now it's no longer up for debate. But uh, this was his response to whatever the, the fans were yelling. I swear to God. I swear to God. So without the bleeps, it's basically, I swear to God, I swear to God, you and your wife, uh, I'll F you up. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, and so he was Which, by the way, seems pretty aggressive Very. for a player to say to a fan during a game. Extremely aggressive. And it got, you know, it went viral pretty quickly. But uh, Jensen, let me back you up for one second because yes. it matters what did the fan yell at him. You yes. said it's no longer in dispute. So let's listen to what the fan said that he said. I just told him, I'm like, just sit down and ice your knees, bro. And he turned to me and he's like, that's heat, that's heat. And I'm like, well, you're going to need it. And then it turned into not safe for work. So that's what provoked his response. There was no swear words. There was I no never other. said a swear word to him, and everybody in the vicinity will say it. And she never left her seat, never said a single swear word to him. Now, that, to me, never sounded like the truth for some reason. Right. I immediately was like, that doesn't sound true. So then they unearthed some tweets from this guy out in Utah, and those tweets were like, Russell Westbrook really is a, a piece of S, and he needs to be brought down. And it was uh, some pretty aggressive tweets. Yeah. So it's like, no, you didn't say that. So this is Westbrook's answer. This is what he was said after the game. The realization of it is, is how it started was a um, young, young man and his wife in the stands told me uh, to get in on my knees like he used to. And for me, that's just completely disrespectful uh, to me. Um, I think it's racial. Um, I think it's just inappropriate in a sense of um, there's no protection for the players. Now, at I, the I can't imagine Russell Westbrook hearing the guy say, well, you're going to need it. And having that response. Yeah, it's crazy. However, a guy yelling, get down on your knees like you used to, Yeah, that elicited that response. Now, at the same time, another video came out from uh, the season before where mm -hmm. he was in Utah and some idiot racist fans were calling mm -hmm. him boy. He politely asked, can you not call me that? They mm -hmm. called him boy again. He called security over. The guy got kicked out. Oh, so we've geez. seen Westbrook act normal to terrible hecklers. And then uh, the NBA and the Utah Jazz uh, had an investigation, and they've figured out this morning and a little bit of last night that, that Westbrook was telling the truth. The fan has been banned from Utah Jazz games forever. He'll never be able to go to another game. And Westbrook was fined 25000 for the curse words being yelled, which I think Westbrook is fine with. He's never He said, I never take back my response. I think I said the exact same thing, and I'd do it again. So there is more and more of these instances happening. What are you allowed to say and what mm -hmm. aren't you allowed to say? Well, that's the topic that we're going to be discussing here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Do you have a right to heckle? Is it just heckling? Is that all it is? And that's a tradition is, that goes back as far as sports. If you're at a Dodger game, can you yell whatever you want to the Red Sox if they're in town? Yeah. That's what we want to talk about at 1-800-520-1067. We've all been to sporting events. Allie, I understand you had your fair share of heckling, speaking of the Red Sox, back when you lived in Boston. Uh, Boston, sure, but it, I feel like there's a, a huge difference between chirping and, like, your team sucks and talking about players that used to be on the team versus aren't, that type of thing. Once it gets into a family, 
once it gets any anywhere near racial, you've just crossed the line. But uh, I have been to many a basketball game in Utah. I lived in Utah for about eight years. I will say this. It is the loudest place I've ever been to. Yeah. Those fans make more noise. Yeah than anywhere I've ever been to. I think it does have the highest decibel. It's it's insane. Yeah. So it's not a comfortable place to play it's from Devin an opposing Gold, team. Devin Golden State. From an opposing team standpoint, regardless. But I also have sat next to people that have been yelling things that I'm like, whoa, I am surrounded by the whitest people in the world. <laughs> like that wouldn't fly anywhere else. So the fact that these things keep coming up in Utah mm-hmm. is really upsetting. Yeah. All right, we're going to take your calls, 1-800-520-1067. If you have thoughts on this, should fans be ejected for things that they yell? What is the line? What's acceptable? How much response should come from the teams and from the leagues of the people who are being yelled at? Uh, 1-800-520-1067. Beer Mug has joined us. You've got some experience in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. This is at a Dodger game, and um, when Matt Kemp um, was on the Padres, you know, we all know he started his career on the Dodgers, mm-hmm. he was in right field, and the whole right field section was kind of jeering him the whole time like hey matt you don't look good in in san diego navy blue just kind of mm, like sounds sweet that's light, fine yeah, yeah no light hat better in, in royal yeah, blue. that's like, not yeah. your color yeah. <laughs> just like just like light heckling you your know your eyes like, are so much prettier yeah. you're blue like how, how does it feel to play for a last last place team and, you know everything's fine know. Yeah, dodger fans are going, yeah. and then all of a sudden one dodger fan goes hey matt kemp f you to which I was pleasantly surprised the entire section turns to this guy and goes, whoa, dude, take it easy. Like, you don't have to go that crazy on him. I mean, he did play for us for a while, and he was a good player. You don't have to just just, just say F you to him. So it was really surprising when the whole entire section kind of stood up for Matt Kemp against this guy who just yelled that really loud. Hmm. Well, and I also think, and you guys tell me if if I'm wrong here, that going to a ballpark is a family experience. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. anybody needs to be screaming the F word for no. any reason at Dodger Stadium. And Dodger Stadium's had their share. We've, oh, yeah. They've had their yeah. problems. And they've, they, you know, they've started the text message system where it's basically like you don't have to go up and get the usher and start mm-hmm. up. You just text where your seat is and yeah. ushers will pay attention. I mean, they've went out of their way to make sure you can make the place a good environment. But I also see the other side of people saying, I pay for these tickets. Mm-hmm. I go to the games. I'm allowed to yell. I mean, you know, uh, decent stuff. I'm allowed to yell and heckle and I shouldn't be, you know, because even Austin Rivers, uh, two weeks ago, I listen, I heckled Austin Rivers for three seasons of Clipper basketball, but he was walking through a hallway and someone yelled, your dad's a terrible coach, which isn't even that crazy. You know, that seems right. like in the line of you wearing blue and you look bad in blue. And he walked over and he said, what the F you say? Say it to my face, say it to my face. And, he, and Austin Rivers is kind of a, known as a soft player. Heckling has become a bit of a thing you can't do in the NBA, especially. That's interesting. All right, let's take a couple of calls before the break. 1 800 520 1067. You can weigh in on this. Lots of people have experience on both sides of this. Let's try uh, Let's try Laura Lankanyata up first. She's on line two, and she wants to weigh in on heckling. Has it gone too far? Laura, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Hi, good morning, everyone. Hello. Morning. Hi. Um, I definitely think it's gone too far, especially when I'm trying to take my own children. I have three little children, um, my 11-year-old son. I can't even take him to go see a Rams game. He's a huge football fan. These fans are getting out of hand. They're getting so rowdy, and it's unsafe. It's unsafe for him to be in those stands next to these people who are yelling out curse words and are just being totally disrespectful. Yeah, and the thing, too, if you're in a, a 
scenario like that, the mob mentality takes over and everyone just starts piling on. And that's when it it can get terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. I totally feel unsafe. Uh, You know, we love going to Dodger games. We're a big sports family. We love going to the Lakers. And I feel really bad for Russell Westbrook and what happened to him. And, And definitely it's a very natural reaction to react that way. I wish he could have tuned it out. I wish he could have tuned that stupidity, excuse my language, out from those fans because it's just unfair. And even the players to this point are feeling unprotected. And that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, and that's what Jensen was saying is that the, the you know, Russell Westbrook and others have said, hey, the NBA is not protecting us anymore. You yeah. know, we kind of have to speak yeah. up for ourselves because there's no policy in place to prevent stuff like this from happening again. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook has another weird story where he was on the bench and he was getting up to go into the game and a kid, he was like nine years old, just reached out and grabbed Russell Westbrook's arm. And Russell Westbrook knew, you know, at first he was freaked out, but then he just calmly told the kid, you can't do that, you can't do that. But he immediately went to the NBA and was was like we have to figure this yeah. out because I, next time it won't be a nine-year-old yeah you can't touch the players let's yeah. face it uh laura i'm so glad you called i hope the rams are listing and they address that as well in the upcoming season we appreciate it so much 1-800-520-106 and we'll take a few more calls on this when we return right after this on k-rock it's kevin and bean on k-rock k-rock k-r-o-q one uh, tweet from you, Jensen, then we'll go to MJ on line uh, eight, please. Yeah, this is from Steven Sanchez. He says, WWE gets a lot of heckling. Do you find it funny or crossing the line? WWE is slightly different because they're all in on the joke. So unless you're cursing or saying racial stuff, that's usually fine because it's like part of it. But for basketball and football, it's not theatrics. You yeah. know? We're talking about uh, heckling at uh, sporting events. Has it gone too far? MJ says, no, he's in Los Angeles. He's on line eight. You're saying bring on more hecklers and make it even more racist, right? Not more racist. I'm just saying these guys get paid millions and millions of dollars. They need to be able to tune this stuff out. I mean, it's part of their job, and, you know, you can't censor what everybody says. No, you well, can. you can you can censor a certain amount of what people say. They can't I mean, yell fire either. Yeah, I mean, uh, this isn't a First Amendment issue, but this is an issue of of decorum at a public event, is what it is. These athletes, you know, they get paid a lot of money, and I'm sure they do have to tune out a certain amount, particularly when they're playing on the road. But they're also just human beings doing their job. I mean, how much screaming at them should you be able to do? You, I don't think you'd go to Taco Bell and start screaming at somebody because you 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 didn't like the way they were making. In your taco. Well, speak for yourself. No, of course not. I mean, there's a certain point of, you know, there's people out there who are just going to say stupid things, and yeah, they deserve to get kicked out, but for the most part, these players should just tune out what people are saying. I, I, guess, I let agree me ask with you. that. I, I agree. Tune out the heckling, like just constant heckling, fine, but as soon as it crosses the line about somebody's wife or their family or racially, then that's a whole other topic. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think for the amount of money they're getting paid so and the amount of should, money that I have to pay to... So you should be able to yell racial things at a player and because by, they make a lot of money. And by the way, Johnny Cochran and lawyers have made millions and millions of dollars. Does that mean I could walk into their courtroom and just yell stuff at them? No, of course you can't just yell out racist comments and derogatory terms and talk about their family, but it's going to happen. I mean... Well, it doesn't have to. Out, I mean, right? it's, it just sounds like you you think because they make a lot of money, they should be able to tune it out. And I'm telling you, you know, based on these other examples, it's just that's just not the case, I think. But I'm glad you called, MJ. We appreciate you listening so much. 1-800-5800. Wait, hold on a second. 
Are we on? Yeah. Did I almost do 1-800-5800-TOM? Is that what I almost just said? 1-800-5800-TOM. Blow me up, Bean. What's going on? Care. No, I meant 1-800-520-1067. Take me out Kobe style. Right. That's what I meant. Is the regular number here at the Kevin Bean Show. We're talking about heckling getting out of control. That was weird, you guys. I didn't work on that show. Why would I say that number? Do you care? All right, let's start on uh, let's start on Nicole. Please line six. She's in Los Angeles, and she joins us on the Kevin Bean Show. For those just uh, weighing in right now, uh, coming onto the program, we're talking about uh, Russell uh, Russell Westbrook of the Thunder versus the Jazz. The encounter with the fan it led to a lot of heated uh, rhetoric, and now it's leading to fans being thrown out of games. And we just want to know if it's gone too far. Nicole, you are up first in this segment. What do you have for us? So um, I surprisingly uh, agree with you. Well, I mean, that's kind of common sense, but you wouldn't go to anybody else's job and just start yelling obscenities and crazy things at them. So why is it okay? Well, why would people think that it's okay to do that, uh, you know, at an NBA game or NFL game or anything like that? Well, I think the reason they they would say is that, hey, in a way, I pay your salary by buying a ticket to come to this game. That's what they would say. Right. I mean, the cops pull you over. You don't. You don't. You can't yell at some. It's obscenities at them. No. No, you're right. I mean, people. That's part of the reason why we brought this topic up is because people seem to think that there is some sort of an athlete exception that it's okay behavior because they're playing a sport and you're a fan and you can say whatever you want. That seems to be what's happening right now. No, people forget that um, athletes are humans, (laughs) and if you act crazy, someone's going to react to you. Okay. So, fair, you know, my fair enough. Athlete, and if and if someone you know yelled crazy things at him, I would expect him to maybe not react in the same way Russell Westbrook did. But I I would not be surprised if he reacted in some way. But gotcha. you're still okay, Nicole. Like if somebody were to yell at a ref and be like, "What are you blind?" Like yelling stuff like that or yelling about a play, that's fine as long as it doesn't cross the line. As long as it's yeah, not exactly. personal. I'm not right. cursing the refs now, but I yell at the refs all the time. I do, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm they deserve you. it, though. <laughs> that's my job. As a, as a sports parent, that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I live in uh, New Orleans. I'm allowed to yell at the refs now, right? Aww, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Nicole. Great call. We appreciate it so much. Let's go to Ashley. She's in HB. She's going to turn this on its side a little bit. Uh, line two. Hey, Ashley. Welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. Hi, guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if... Fans get really worked up <laughs> no matter what. And so I was going to a Dodgers game and I was wearing Angels Red, which is dangerous no matter what. But um, I was with my pregnant friend and they were yelling at her that she doesn't love her baby. They were spitting at me. Oh, and yes. so if fans can get that aggressive just with, you know, fellow fans, um, imagine what they're going to do to um, players when they get worked up. And um, I've had other instances where I went to um, Philly Stadium, dressed in Angels Red again, and they're in maroon. So they didn't realize I was Angels Red at first until they saw me cheering for a couple of the other um, plays. And then all of a sudden I had the whole section starting to heckle me and um, get up and start chanting asshole at me (laughs) for I don't know how long and then following me outside the stadium. Oh, no. This was in Philadelphia, you say? Yeah. That is very on brand for Philadelphia. (laughs) I think they have to legally do that in Philadelphia. (laughs) Or they're not allowed to live there anymore. That's crazy that they were colorblind also and couldn't tell you were wearing an Angels jersey. That's weird. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, it's like I was wearing bright red next to the maroon. So they were just, I guess they were too drunk to realize at the moment. But um, it's just if us fans can, you know, be fearful for ourselves, 
how bad will the mom med- mom med- mom mentality? I can't talk right now. Um, get Welcome for to the um, show. a play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, a- I get what you're saying. It, it's and also you add drinking into this. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that that could go wrong and has. Yeah, uh, Ashley, great, great point. I'm so glad you called and thank you very much for listening. So, what are we? The takeaway here is if you're going to a thing. Be cool, right? Yeah. And I I hope people aren't getting that we're saying don't heckle. My God, yell about plays. Yell about what's happening on the court. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole thing is about. But once it crosses the line, gets personal, gets racial, you're not entitled to that because you spent money on a ticket. Get the F over yourself. Leave leave the wife and the kid and the ancestry out of it. All right, we'll take a break. Come back here on The Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock. It's The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous. K-Rock. So it sounds to me like what you're saying, Allie, is there's nothing Brendan Urie can't do. No. No. It's insane. I, I saw it on, I, it had to be K-Rock's Instagram. They posted Brendan Urie doing a Sublime cover of, uh, what is it, 40 Ounce to Freedom? hmm And it is, uh, when I say it's the best that Sublime has sounded since they were Sublime, right. no offense, Rome, I think you're great. But holy crap, Brendan Urie, this it's unbelievable, you well, guys. he has a like a once-in-a-generation voice, too. You know, he can sing anything and make it sound great. It is fantastic. Oh, if you, uh, I think if you go to krock.com, it should be there. If right. it's not, this will be the one time I send you to krock.com. And it's <laughs> it's incorrect, so. Uh, krock.com will not update our podcast either, by the way, for some reason. Uh, <sighs> I wanted to mention that again. If you are a podcast listener and wondering why there have been no new shows, there is some sort of a hiccup going on with the mm-hmm. site right now, but you can still get the podcast at iTunes, Radio.com, and every place else, just not krock.com. Are they phasing us out, you guys? Is that what's happening? Well, or you could stream us, um, but not if you want to hear the whole segment, because right. they're cutting us out about 20 seconds before Everything the commercial. Everything is going great here. <laughs> it's insane! <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> What's happening? Radio uh, is thriving. You, uh, they can't hear us now, Jensen. Oh, we, we, they've already gone to break. Okay. Hey, uh, let's <laughs> attempt to squeeze in one more what's happening here on this Wednesday, shall we? Let's do it. Um, we talked, um, was it earlier in this week or the end of last week, about how Sandra O oh and Tame Impala were going to be on SNL on March 30th. I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Good <laughs> God. It been. It's been a It's week. all one day. It is yeah. Wednesday, you guys. Unbelievable. Well, we now have the uh, next couple. Hmm. Oh, good. As I'm always well. excited when the SNL announcements come out because they they have a great booker over there. Yeah, they do. April sixth, Kit Harrington. Okay, Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. And musical guest Sarah Bareilles. Oh, love it. What? That's it- underwhelming. Really? <laughs> what she got going on? Oh my God, she's only the greatest singer songwriter in a very long time. Don't you remember? She, I don't know, just wrote wait, the uh, Waitress, Waitress musical. Yeah, yeah, Waitress. She's yeah. one of the most talented human beings on the face of the earth. Mm. I mean, <gasps> I mean, I do like Sarah Browse, but you are overselling. No, you are. No, look, here's the thing. She's very talented. She's very talented. She's not of the moment like they usually have. Like Tame Impala, perfect. You know what I mean? That's where we want to be. Right now, you know that uh, if you'd have said Solange was the guest, I would have said yes. In pocket, that's what we want to see right now. I just, uh, uh, it just seems like it, it's not up to snuff with some of the other bookings this year. That's all. How dare you? April thirteenth, Emma. Oh. oh, it's Emma Stone. Great, great host. Okay, yes, you're, you're good with that. Musical guest. BTS. Perfect. Huge about, fan of BTS. That works. 
No, I'm not, but that's a band that's huge and hasn't had much American TV exposure and deserves it. That'll be their biggest ratings this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're playing, they're selling out stadiums all over the world. Yeah. They should have been on Saturday Night Live a, a year ago. Wow, now you're mad at that. <laughs> I'm you just can't saying. please this guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, they do a pretty good job. Yeah. But Sarah Bareilles, I'm sure she's going to be loved. I will fight you. Okay. I'm just saying. Little Voice, to this day, one of my favorite albums from like 2006 or seven. Apparently she has a new record coming out uh, first week of April. Well, then suck it. So there you go. She is wonderful. We found the president of the fan club today. I really am. I really like her a lot. Is that weird? I like that a lot. Guys, let's talk about something that can be, uh, it can benefit all of us. Do you like Spotify Premium? Um, yes. I do. Do you like Hulu? I do. I do. How about paying $9.99 a month for Spotify Premium? You're going to get some Hulu on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that for a little bit, but I guess they just made the bigger announcement. They're doing, like, different bundles and stuff. So it was a partnership that was announced yesterday. The two streaming services announced that they're going to team up, offering a bundle to new and existing Spotify Premium subscribers. So Hulu charges $5.99 a month for its ad-supported option that it's bundling with Spotify. But if you just get both of them, $9.99 a month. Not bad. However... If you signed up last year for Spotify and Hulu's partnership, your twelve ninety nine a month, you're going to get lowered to nine ninety nine for a little, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Not yeah, bad. it's good. The deal runs um, until June tenth, so sign up. And if you already have both of those, you can migrate to your account, get it all done together. That's it's going to be what it's going to be, yeah, right? They're going to be bundling man. all of these. That's how it's going to wind up being a little bit cheaper. Yep. Right. And if you missed it earlier, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony set to take place on March 29th in Brooklyn. We now have the list of inductees that are confirmed. Radiohead, inducted by David Byrne. <gasps> nice, right? Of course, you're not really going to see Tom York because he said he's going to be skipping it. So hopefully someone from Radiohead will be there. To okay. be inducted. Sure. Um, the Cure will be inducted by Trent Reznor. Okay. Amazing. Janelle Monet inducted by Janet, or will induct Janet Jackson. That would be very early in Janelle Monet's career. Still a good pairing. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of people, if you didn't follow this amazing relationship, you might go, huh? Harry Styles from One Direction is going to be inducting Stevie Nicks. But. If you know anything about those two, they performed, I think, at the Troubadours when they last performed together. They love each other a lot. And it's a beautiful little friendship. Duran Duran's John Taylor and Simon LeBon will intro Roxy Music. Queen's Brian May is going to induct Def Leppard. And the Bengals' Susanna Haas will be inducting the Zombies, which Dave told us earlier that they said on their Facebook that they have a very close relationship with Susanna Hoff. So they had that's kind cool. of mm-hmm. requested her. So that's going to be a great show. They do. They put on such an amazing show. I think I read that Stevie Nicks is the first female artist to be inducted twice because she's already in, of course, with Fleetwood Mac. Right. But now mm-hmm. she's going in as a solo artist as well. So congratulations to her. She's uh, immortal, right? Uh, she rules. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I just saw her. When was that? In December? Mm-hmm. We had front row to see Fleetwood Mac. Wow. And having her, like, five feet in front of me, 
I was breathing the yeah. same air. As yeah, she's Phoenix. a goddess. She is a goddess. Did I ever tell you about when she came to perform with guys that I've known my whole life, a band called Venice? They were playing way back in the day. This was when I was a freshman in high school. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> they played at an old club in Santa Monica that's called At My Place, and Stevie Nicks came on stage and performed with them, and I had one of those disposable cameras, and I took a bunch of pictures, and every single picture of Stevie Nicks, blurry. Everyone else... Mind-numbingly interesting. Everyone else, clear. Want to know why? She's a witch, you guys. She She's a, a total yeah, witch. She is. <gasps> You See? can't photograph Stevie Nicks. I didn't even know that. Yeah, there are wow. no photographs of Stevie Nicks anywhere. You can Google, but it's not her. That's an exclusive. <laughs> no one, no other station's ever admitted that. Thank you, you guys. Listen. Bitch. How dare you? Whoa. I mean, it My wasn't a great story, a but Pretty I'm not, cool. not a bitch for it. Oh, that is just out of control. Out of control. Gotta check that out. Thank you. I mean, just look it up. At My Place was a great little club in Santa Monica. I miss it. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. I'm just telling you. You probably went there a Call few times. fabulous. It, I, everybody would if you were there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kiss, kiss. Bang, 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 bang. I mean, if you're into that, sure. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. today is yeah. history month. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's very odd. Kevin, God damn it. Oops, sorry, that was just I hit that by accident. Sorry. Thank God. Okay, I'm sorry, Rodney. I didn't mean to. I'd love to get a copy of that. Well, we can, we can make one for you. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they'll be at Coachella next year. That's Coachella. Yeah. Drama queen. Me? I mean, we're just having a conversation. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It would be, which is why we're doing it. Giddy up. Okay. What do you Liars. have in mind? Huh? Liars. But who? That's the long blondes on Rodney on the Rock. Doing, um... No, um uh-huh. Take your time. Right before... Anyway, I've got a couple more songs to play. Okay. Cool. And then, um, you know... <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. Like a bang. Quite something to check so, out. Sounds like he's done, Allie, I think. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. She was murdered a couple of weeks ago in New York City. Oh, no. Actually murdered. Somehow got murdered. Really sad. D- did she murder or was she murdered? Because that wasn't clear. Yeah. Crank? I'm not cranky. I'm just asking for verification. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, did he say it's today? What was that, the history month? Yes. That's oh, my please. favorite. Anyway, um, today is history month. <laughs> I miss him. R.I.P. Rodney. He's not dead. Some birthdays for you. Adam Clayton, Annabeth Gish, Common, and William H. Macy. And that's what's happening. And a special uh, birthday greeting to uh, Annabeth Gish, too, by the way. We love her so much. One of our absolute favorites. We had her in most recently, I think, for the X-Files, but Mm -hmm. we got to get her back in because she's awesome. Me too. Uh, Tomorrow on the program, it's going to be a pretty good one. Thursday means two things we always look forward to. One is our weekly visit with Dr. Drew. Uh, the other is Jensen is going to be getting us up on something, informing us about something new. Maybe that's a little uh, under the radar a little bit that we ought to know about. Yeah. Also, uh, Adam Ray, very funny comedian, is going to be joining us. Um, somebody in this room asked a question. Was it you, Jensen, who asked, 
Why is anybody still on Facebook? Yes, it is a question I think of many times. What are you doing with your life? Because apparently it's awful now. It's the, it's awful always. And, and pointless. Worse mm. now than ever. Yet it's still one of the most popular websites in the world. Yeah. I think it's still in the top three, maybe, yeah. in the world. I need you to defend yourself, though, if you love it. We'll discuss that on tomorrow's program. Also, we got a new Bean Makes His Guest on the show tomorrow, and we'll continue to give away all the good stuff, including the Disneyland Resort tickets. Uh, Allie, what's your, uh, what's your uh, Paley Fest for tomorrow? Uh, it is going to be amazing because it has to do with zombies. Oh, The Walking Dead tomorrow. You know what's also awesome? What's that? Honda. Any Anything that I could get from that? There? Is, yeah. is awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, in fact, uh, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. A random <laughs> act of helpfulness from these SoCal helpful Honda dealers. We'll see you tomorrow. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.